Welcome to Delayed Effect. Welcome to Delayed Effect, and hey, Happy New Year. Wow. Right at that exact moment, it turned 12 a.m., January 1st, 2016, here in the great state of Oregon, where I just so happened to be to record this episode. Yep, not home in Washington. I'm at my other home again. Two weeks in a row. How cool is that? Nice to finally get back on track with this a little bit. Um, Yeah, welcome everyone to the Delayed Effect podcast in the brand new year. Wow, I don't know if those booms are being picked up or not. (laughs) Uh, Fucking Americans. Anything to make noise, huh? (sighs) Uh, Granted, it's all over the world, but still, whatever. Yeah, New Year is officially here. <laughs> 2015. What a fucking trip that was, huh? You know, it's funny, you know, I, I swear to God. You get to the, the end of the year, like the last week or so, and everybody's always like, like, oh, here comes 2016. I hope it'll be better than 2015. You get so many people that just say, this entire year was shit. They just immediately focus on everything negative that happened during the year and and deem that to be the crowning point of the year itself. <laughs> and they're just like, yeah, that, that year was shit. Hopefully the next year will be better. I, I don't understand that. Do, do they forget about all the good things that happened? Do they forget the fact that they're alive right now? I mean, okay, some people that could be more of a burden than anything else, but I don't know. I mean, for me, 2015 was probably the most impactful year of my life. If you're a a friend with me on Facebook, which odds are you probably are, but I made a post about that, and I'll go over that a little bit later, but I, I sat and thought about... <laughs> about where I was a year ago and where I am now. And oddly enough, one year ago at this exact moment, I was up in Seattle, Washington, yet I was still living in Oregon. And now I'm living in Seattle, Washington, but right now I'm in Oregon. (laughs) It's weird. It's an odd turn of events that I really didn't expect to happen, you know. But uh, like I said, I'll go over that a little bit later. But hey, if this is your first time uh, joining me on this wonderfully unorganized podcast, uh, my name is Packy, and this show is first and foremost brought to you by the Blood Pods Network, 
and the Tangibound Network. It's officially a Bloodpod show, but it is syndicated, I suppose you could say, on the Tangibound Network. You can go to shows.tangentboundnetwork.com. I think you go to the the real life section and you can find it there. And then shows.blodpods.com should be on there, if I'm not mistaken. If you can't find it there, you can go to de.blodpods.com. You will find my website that the uh, owner of the Blodpods Network, known as Zach, graciously set up for me. And uh, being that he wants 2016 to be the year of the Blodpods Network, I... uh, I told him, "Well, make my show officially part of your network. I want to be a I want to be a Blodpod, <laughs> even though I I am already a Blodpod podcaster, by way of Down the Bunny Hole, which is a show that I do with Zach. As a matter of fact, we get together. Used to be once a week, but <laughs> seeing that content has certainly dwindled, as well as our availability to make our." Uh, our ends meet being that uh, I live in the West Coast and he lives in Texas. Uh, it's more of a when we get the chance to do it. But Down the Bunny Hole is a podcast we do about Blink-182. And any of the, you know, uh, projects that, that link to any current or now former members being that Tom is officially out of the band. But we still talk about Angels and Airwaves and Boxcar Racer. and Well, Boxcar had Travis, so still technically connected to Blink. But, um, yeah, you know, Tom's endeavors and everything we, we tend to go over from time to time. I really don't know if those neighbors are firing fireworks or guns. They're that sketchy. I miss Washington. <laughs> Ba-boom. Huh. Celebratory episode. Everybody's just excited I'm recording a podcast. They're just they're just having grand festivities in, in the honor of delayed effect. That's quite nice of them. <laughs> uh, but yes, the uh, delayed effect podcast is brought to you by the Blood Pods Network. And you should go to bloodpods.com. You can find uh, well the two shows that I've currently mentioned, mine and Down the Bunny Hole, which are both my shows. But uh, Zach also has his own solo show called Just Zach. There are backlogged episodes of his original podcast called Bloodcast, which is where the network got its name from. Yeah, ended that and from shouldn't have done that. That he used to host with his best friend Gray Bixler. But because their schedules didn't meet, and I, I believe one party involved didn't have as much passion in regards to podcasting as the other, um, it's it's kind of like down the bunny hole in a sense where whenever they can get around to it, they'll do an episode. But <laughs> the last time they did one was on the Blood Pod's fourth anniversary, if I'm not mistaken, and... Um, that was like half a year ago, something like that. So they do it quite, quite infrequently, <laughs> which is unfortunate because uh, I want to say about three months ago, I started 
slowly but surely going through the backlogged episodes of Bloodcast, and it's so fucking hilarious hearing all the things that they would talk about. And and, and it started, what, fourth anniversary or so, about four and a half years ago, something like that. And it's pretty fantastic to, to hear where Zach started. Like, this is a guy I've only known for maybe about a year and a half now, almost two years. And to hear him from a time where I didn't know him is it's really weird to think about. Like, it's the same guy, just younger, less experienced, less intelligent, less wise, less talented then than he is now. He's much more talented now than... And not to say that he wasn't talented back then. It's just in the in the years that have passed, the man has put a lot of efforts into his passions. And it certainly shows. I mean... I, I haven't really heard much in the way of his musical endeavors from back then, but you can listen to his podcasting then and his podcasting now. I mean, he's upgraded to actual recording equipment versus the microphone on his iPhone, you know, that he that they used back then. And I mean, you, you can really see where he shines when he wants to, and he's that talented of an individual. So please, whatever you do, go check out his show and his network and <laughs> everything related there too because the man has a knack for this shit and deserves all the credit that flows his direction um, also on the network you can find Podblocked which is a fantastic show from uh, Kingston, Ontario which if you don't know is part of the great white north known as Canada uh, with a couple guys named Chris and Joe. They are they are buds from the Great White North, as I said. A couple of cool guys. I, I really enjoy their show. It's one of the ones I look forward to every week uh, because they will <laughs> fight tooth and nail to have one come out every week. And consistency is their middle name. So consistency and quality. They may not think quality, but I get a good laugh out of every episode I hear. And I frequently chat with the both of them on Snapchat, <laughs> and it, it makes for a good time. So uh, please go check out their show at podblock.com. Zach also does another show called Twofer with Mark, who is the host of the Tangent Network, which I mentioned before, which is also another weekly show I, I greatly look forward to. I mean, you get Podblocked and Twofer. Twofer's sometimes called the American pod blocked by, by Chris and Joe. And I, I love those two shows so much because those four guys are my greatest podcasting inspirations. They're the four that I could have no drive or desire to record anything. And then I listen to either of their shows and all I want to do is sit in front of a microphone for hours on end, just blathering away. Like I usually fucking do on this show. I, I don't know what it is, but they're, it's not like they they seem to have like a an exuberant passion for podcasting, but they do. In such a way that it just comes so naturally. Like it's not like they're like, okay, we're here to podcast, and this is the greatest fucking thing ever. They just sit down, press record, and just go. And that and that in itself is an inspiration for me. So, I'm uh, I'm greatly thankful for everything those four gentlemen do because. 
Well, without Mark and Zach, I wouldn't be podcasting. I mean, without Mark, I wouldn't be podcasting at all. Without Zach, I wouldn't be podcasting on the Blog Pods Network. <laughs> I wouldn't even have this podcast if it wasn't for Zach. I mean, because of what we did with Down the Bunny Hole, we we started a project where we pushed each other to create music because we're both uh, musicians heavily influenced, obviously, by Blink-182 and other bands from the genre. Um, but because of that, I, I started pushing a focus on my music so much that it eventually, you know, coupled with a few other, uh, what do I want to say? A couple with a few other catalysts, uh, led to my current endeavor, my current career path. Actually, I should say educational path right now because it's not quite a career yet, but of becoming a music producer slash audio engineer. I still haven't decided which I would rather do. I kind of want, I'm kind of leaning towards live engineering, but that was a really loud ding. I don't know if that came through on the speakers or not, or if I'm just talking about something that no one else heard, but either way, back to the discussion at hand. <laughs> the whole reason I created this podcast was because, oh God. Uh, nine months ago now, I uh, I had broken up with uh, the girl that I was dating when this year had started. That was about March or so that we, actually the end of March, the day before my birthday, we broke up. Yeah, go figure. And rather than sit there and just wallow in it and just writhe in the self-pity like I usually do in those situations... I decided to push all of my focus towards the one thing that I could control the most, and that's music. I mean, <laughs> I have I have another show on the Tangibound Network called the 8-Bit Packycast, which was the very first show added to the network after the flagship podcast called the Tangibound Podcast, which is Mark's podcast. <laughs> There's a lot of people involved in this little fucking circuit. Um... But I, I had a show then, and uh, after after the breakup, I was I was like I had talked about her on a couple of the shows, and the relationship that her and I had left me unable to do podcasting for quite a while. I mean, it was. It was a, you can talk to Zach, you can go back and listen down the bunny hole. It was a fucking struggle just to get us together to record because I was so <laughs> I was so infatuated. I was so wrapped up. I was so engulfed by by this this girl that I didn't care about anything else and podcasting really really fell to the wayside. I mean, it, back burner is a understatement and I mean had it not been for Zach being so lenient and understanding and forgiving I mean who knows where that would have gone but because he was he he <laughs> I don't know if it's because we're like-minded because we're like-hearted even but I think he just understood that I just needed to do what I wanted to do that I had to get that out of the way 
because I mean, you know, like like I was saying after the breakup, we I, I pushed all my focus onto music, and couple that with Zach being so generous with his ability to forgive me for being such a an asshole <laughs> in regards to our podcasting. I mean, you, you push all these things together, you, you find all of these these little bits of string that connect to the little push pins in the board, you know, and everything's mapped together to show just what led you to where you are. And had it not been for either of those things, I would not have even realized how badly I wanted to do music, how badly I needed music to be the focal point of my life, of my career, of my passion, of my drive, of my fucking reason for existence, you know? And that ultimately led to me originally wanting to cancel the 8-Bit Pachycast because of that relationship. Like I was saying, I talked about her on there and then things just started, things went sour, we broke up and I I wanted to just eradicate all memory of her, you know, any any physical evidence I could find. As the song says, I made it a point to burn all the photographs. And I was trying to, and then I sat there and I thought, no, I can't do that. That This is... This is not something to be ashamed of. I mean, I, I've said it before and I've heard it said, which is where I quote it from, that you shouldn't regret what happened before because at the time it's something that you wanted. And at the time that's what I wanted and it's what I needed to go through in order to grow into the person that I am now. And I realized that and I said, I can't delete this show. I mean, A, it's it's the like I said the first addition to the Tangent Bound Network once Mark started adding hundreds of shows here and there and uh, fuck I mean I couldn't just erase it from existence let alone the fact that at least like the last I don't know 10 to 15 episodes nah, probably 10 episodes were the start of an audio journal of this entire journey. I mean, before I even realized it was it was an excursion at all. It it was it was chronicling my life at that point. And I wanted to continue that, but at the same time I realized that the 8-bit packet cast was was a show that was supposed to be about entertainment and content related there too. Nerdy shit, as I like to say. And my life, despite the fact that I am a gigantic nerd, was not exactly pertaining to a lot of nerdy shit at the time, and isn't really now. I mean, I guess you could say I nerd out about music, but it's it's not what is uh, commonly referred to as something nerdy. So I I needed that outlet. I I started down that that avenue of the the stream of consciousness kind of show like like just Zach does or or even um joe from podblocked had a show for a while called driving with joe where he would drive to and from work and just talk and i found it very therapeutic to be able to to document that in some fashion and i needed to keep doing it so <laughs> i 
I originally had this countdown to the final episode of the 8-Bit Pacquiao's before it was going to get deleted, before the new show would come. Like, I, I, I was going to rise like a phoenix from the ashes of this show that no one really gave a shit about. I mean, I know people listen to it, and I'm very gracious to that, but it's it's by no means anything in regards to popularity <laughs> or fame or anything like that, you know. But I had this this grand idea of deleting that show and starting a new one called the rambling bard and like a week before that happened i was talking to mark and he brought up the fact that the abit packet cast was the first show he ever added to his network and i'm like oh well fuck i can't delete it then it's a legacy of sorts (laughs) so i'm like all right i'll keep it i'll do both yeah that didn't happen I have a, I eventually put the Apipaki cast on hiatus when when Mark was doing a a tangent takeover where one of the billions of shows on his network could take over and host the Tangent Bound podcast for a week. I I stepped in and I recorded one episode that I uploaded as a delayed effect, an Apipaki cast, and a Tangent Bound podcast. It was the same exact episode, just pushed out on three different channels and uh. I officially announced that that's when 8-Bit was going on hiatus just because everything I'm doing right now is is taking so much precedence. I I don't have the time to dedicate to really sitting down and giving that show the proper attention that it deserves, which is unfortunate because uh, it's a fun show and I've got a little time this weekend, and just between you and me, maybe I'll record one and kind of slip it in under the radar, you know? Hmm. You never know. I can't believe I'm actually uttering those words. I have a little time. (laughs) Um, But before I get into that, back on track. So... The Rambling Bard, about a week beforehand, like I said, I realized, well, I can't delete the 8-Bit cast from existence. But then I also thought about it. I really hate the name The Rambling Bard. What am I doing? So I started thinking, I want to do a show that's about music as, as well as my life and and how I want those two to intersect. I want my life to be music. I want music to be my life. And I started thinking, well, I mean, I, I sit and play guitar. More often than not, it's it's just overdrive, it's distortion. But occasionally, I like to throw on the the delay effect. I, I actually ended up buying a pedal that is a TC Electronics uh, something or other. I don't remember the name right now. I, I don't take stock in the names of shit. I just plug it in and play it and love the way it sounds. I probably should start getting familiar with gear because that does pertain to audio engineering quite heavily. But uh, I, uh, I know I've, I always love the sound of a delayed guitar. I mean, yes, Angels and Airwaves uses that effect a lot, or or they did. They don't so much in their newer material, but you know, back in the, the first two albums and some of the third and fourth and a small portion of the fifth and the EPs, they... They use the the delayed effect quite a bit. But there are other bands, like one called Strange Vacation, which is clearly an Angels and Airwaves-influenced band, but 
they use the the delay effect. There's numerous rock bands. Uh, Pink Floyd used it before. Um, geez, I really should know more. I've I've heard it all over the radio. Fuck, U2 uses it quite often. I mean, it's it's not pertaining to any one band, but I, I've always liked the sound of it. You know, I, I love the 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 notion of plucking the string once and making it sound like you're plucking about three or four times in a, a rhythmic fashion of sorts. And I just thought, oh, I love I love the delay effect. Let's call my show delayed effect. And inadvertently it actually gave me an awesome uh, excuse for when episodes are late because they're just delayed. Huh? <laughs> it's a piece of shit excuse, but it's there. Uh, but yeah, so so from the from the the fruits, not from the seeds rather, the seeds planted of all those different fucking catalysts. Uh, this this show was born as an attempt to chronicle my my uh, inclusion into the music industry and. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I didn't think it would happen so quick. I mean, it was really about, what, 12 episodes in that I announced that I contacted the recording connection and submitted my application to become a part of their program. And then, what, like, a after, what, when I made the phone call, was back in September, a week and a half later, I was moved up to Seattle found a place to live, found a job to do, and started getting the ball rolling on school. And about a month after that, I was already in the studio. I mean, come on. I, I'm not trying to brag about that at all, but I, I know I have it quite easy in that I don't have anything tying me down. I don't have kids. I don't have a mortgage. I don't have land, any, any crap like that. All I have to my name is a car and a crap load of debt. <laughs> you know, so I, I have the the luxury of being able to just uproot whenever I want to. So I know it's easy for me to do that, but if you just set your mind to something, to, to quote Tom DeLong in not a direct quote, this is very much so uh, paraphrased, but if you can see yourself, if you can imagine yourself, just close your eyes. If you can, if you can picture yourself in the life that you want, if you can legitimately see that that is an achievable goal for you, then you're already taking the first step necessary. I mean, if if you can picture it, it's possible. And that's all you need. <laughs> so I. I I closed my eyes and I saw myself sitting in a recording studio and I knew it was possible. It's, it's not the, it's not the, uh, the, the jump into the music industry that I wanted per se, because I mean, who wants to say they want to be a recording engineer? No, anybody that's into music obviously wants to be a musician but I think this is the path that I need. You know, there's a there's a fine line between want and need, but it's 
it may be small, but it's clearly defined. Um, much like your cock. And fuck. I I can't imagine going any other route at this point. I mean, nothing else makes sense. That's that's what I've told everybody that I've talked to about it. Everybody on the phone recording connection, my mentor at the studio, the 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 owner of the studio himself when I first went there to interview, I, I just I keep saying this. This is the only thing that makes sense. I mean, in a world of, of chaos with, with so many variables in place that you can't predict what's going to happen next, the best you can do is completely focus on the, the things you can control. That's, that's kind of how you stave off um, uh, unintentional anxiety, you know, or, or things of that nature. You, you need to focus on what you can control and, and just breathe accordingly and what I can control is being a fucking engineer. You know, I, I can do this. This this is achievable. This is something I'm capable of. I'm more than capable of. I'm fucking destined for this shit. <laughs> so why not? I mean if if the path is so clearly defined ahead of you, why not walk it? It's as simple as that. And it's been a fucking awesome journey so far. I'm I'm about four months into it now, I want to say. This will be my fourth month. Um, I started, like I said. Well, I moved to Seattle in September, but I didn't really start school until October. And we're in, what, December now? So I guess only two months into it. But, um, what am I, six, five, uh, six lessons in. And I talked about it on the last episode, so I won't bore you with the details again, but... It's it's an incredible ride so far. <laughs> I'm I'm really looking forward to what's coming up. And you know that that's a lot of what 2015 was 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 a ride. It was an impassionate journey. That I mean, look 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 like I was saying. I went into this into uh, not this year anymore. It's 2016 now. I went into 2015 just head over heels in love with this girl and. The, the only thing that I wanted to do then was just be with her. I didn't care about anything else. And I'm not saying that was wrong. Like like I said before, I, I don't regret it because at the time it's what I wanted. But all I could think about was just a life with her. And not that that's a bad thing, but I, I was doing everything that I was doing for for that relationship I, I wasn't doing it for me I was doing it I don't know if I was just doing it for her but I was I I wasn't doing what I needed to do for me I was doing what I thought I was supposed to do for that you know and and it's it's not wrong it's well it's wrong now because clearly where I am but it it made sense at the time that that's what I was supposed to do. So I, I don't regret it. I don't hold it against her. I don't even hold it against myself. It just happened the way that it happened. And look where it led. <laughs> look where I am right now. I'm happy. I'm, I, I'm doing something in my life. I'm doing something for my life. I'm doing something about my life. 
for nobody else but myself. I can't even give half a shit about what anyone else thinks about this. The, I, I share a lot of what I do. If if you're friends with me on Facebook, which, like I said before, you probably are, I I don't shut up about this shit. And it's it's not because I'm bragging. I've, I've said this before. I, I don't want to come off as, oh, this is my awesome life. Too bad you're not doing the same thing I am. That's, that's not what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to inspire people. I want people to see that if me, if I'm capable of something like this, then anybody is. All you have to do is just want to do it. Like I said before, all you have to do is see yourself doing it. I, I want to inspire people to follow, not just follow their their dreams, but follow their passion. Go with your creativity for a change. Find find what what gives you the rhythm, you know, what what gives you the beat in your heart, you know? And go with that. Stop just following the herd and doing what everybody else is doing. Don't get comfortable in a life that you just happen to fall into. Get comfortable in a life that you want to fall into. Because <laughs> as far as we know, this is it. I mean, some people are dead set on believing that there's nothing else. So, I mean, as long as you're doing this life the way you want to, doing it honestly, and doing it happily, I will never criticize you. I will never judge you. But if there's even a modicum of you that wishes you were just trying something else, that you were attempting to go for something else, even if you really shouldn't be, you know, even if you're not financially capable, Okay, that I can understand. I mean, you know, if you have a family and you're spending all your money to go after your own dream. Well, I I can't even judge that because if you have the ability to make it work and still keep your family intact, then go the fuck for it because you need to do this for you. Yes, that might be selfish, but at the same time, you are all I can't I don't know if I can say you are all you got because some people listening might have kids and that's a whole different aspect that I don't even want to tackle right now because because I don't have kids I have kids that I take care of but I don't have my own and I, I know that's that's at a certain point I understand that it stops being about you and it becomes about them and you want to make sure that they're provided for I understand that believe me but I I still thoroughly believe there has to be a, a small percentage taken out for you for whatever it is you're doing I, I feel like you need your you time to focus on what you want to do I just hope that everyone out there is doing that <laughs> you know uh, it's it's a weird it's a weird point of view cuz i i've never been about that i've always been the kind of guy that will allow other people to go first you know i will sit there and hold the door open for about 20 people before i walk through and then stand in a long line waiting to get the one item i wanted or i used to be that <laughs> i uh 
I can't. I can't let people walk all over me anymore. I've I've gotten to that point. It's it's going it's turned. It's still going to continue to turn towards looking like the fact that I'm an asshole, that I'm cynical, that that I just have this bleak outlook on situations and life in general. But I don't. It it's <laughs> Some some concept I've I've begun to grasp on as of late is the the reactions and the 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 way you respond to certain situations. Generally, if you're speaking honestly and and candidly, are based off your own personal opinions and feelings. The way that other people react and respond to what you do and you say is the same thing for them. You are not responsible for their feelings. Yes, you can't say something like, you know, you're ugly. That's mean. <laughs> Be it true or not. That, that you know, I mean, there's certain lines you you have to be respectful about, but you aren't responsible for the way people will react to you speaking honestly about something. I, I should say factually, honestly, really, too, because, I mean, opinions are like assholes. You know, everybody's got one and they usually stink, but um, I guess my opinion is that, <laughs> I mean, if if I'm going to hold the door open for somebody and I only let three people go by out of about 20 before I decide to cut in and walk through myself, those first three people are probably grateful, but all the 17 after that will look at me like I'm an asshole. But you know what? That's just their opinion. <laughs> that's that's just their perspective on a situation. That I, I'm not responsible for them thinking that way. That's their reaction that's that's their choice to react like that and maybe not even really a choice it's I mean some reactions are just instinctual but it's like when I was when I was seeing this girl when I first moved up to Washington she was so worried about breaking my heart she was so worried about oh you know you know I, I don't want to hurt him I, I don't want to to say the wrong thing or I, I don't want to not really want this and then and then you know have him just be broken hearted and a pile of mess and blah 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 and my my friends would tell him or ah, him <laughs> no no not that my friends would tell her that uh you are not responsible for his reactions if if it's going to break his heart that's his choice that's his responsibility not yours that you know it's like our our mutual friend would tell me that that she was telling her that and i i couldn't believe that i'm like that that's a thing isn't it <laughs> that's a very important lesson to learn and it it really helps i mean yes you you need to be respectful of people you know you need to treat people as you would like to be treated but at the same time you can't you can't allow people to walk all over you you know it's 
I don't know. I I feel like I'm just sitting on some kind of a redundant soapbox right now, so I'm probably going to quit because there's some actual shit I want to talk about in this episode that didn't pertain to any of this, really, but... uh, Motherfucker, I'm going to take a drink. Now, thank you, Joe, from Podblocked, for recommending Crown Royal Black as my drink of choice as I usher in the new year. I, um... God. (laughs) You asked me about six hours ago, I would have told you I hate Crown Royal, except for the the apple-flavored one, which is amazing, but... Joe is a very good, uh, con- I don't know if it's not really a connoisseur, he's a, an enthusiast of whiskey. The man knows his brown liquor, and, uh, <laughs> fuck him and Chris got me hooked on Forty Creek, and I went to the store, I'm like, I'm gonna buy some fucking Forty Creek, and I went to the store, and there was no fucking Forty Creek. So I messaged Joe on Snapchat, in a pinch, I'm like, dude, what would you recommend if Forty Creek is not available? And he said Crown Royal Black is usually pretty good. And so, against my at the time better judgment, I bought Crown Royal Black. And at this moment, I have no regrets whatsoever. It is delicious. I haven't mixed with this uh, uh bottle of this organic ginger ale of sorts. It's a uh, it's got a uh, ginger root coriander cardamom cayenne pepper it, it's actually like a spicy uh seltzer almost and i have it mixed in with that and it is delicioso and it's in my new starbucks coffee cup that i got for christmas so it's kept cold on its own without any more ice cubes which i've since melted it's good shit very good shit. So my uh, my reason for recording tonight, I originally had plans for uh, for New Year's Eve. Those fell through, so I put out a message on Facebook saying, "Hey, I'm gonna spend the night with a drink and a microphone. What should I talk about?" And people, being as awesome as they are, especially the people on my illustrious friends list commented so as per my uh, stipulations I put in place on the post itself I uh, fuck where is the damn post I do not like Facebook lately, ever. Okay, here we go. I said, leave something below, and I'll bring it up on the show alongside a shout-out in your honor. First and foremost... Uh, that Okay, I'm going to read through this list now, in case you didn't, you know, put two and two together. I know math is hard, but it's fact. Mallory... I don't think I'll mention last names. I'll just mention first names because 
you know I'm talking about you. And you can look at the list if you're friends with me and you know who I'm talking about. Mallory said, Hi, Mallory. I love you. You're awesome. You're my favorite female Canadian. And you're just a peach. So thank you for all the all the tags on anything related to Daredevil or those Netflix Marvel series. I I would have a tough time finding the links to these if you didn't tag me in all of those and I'm glad we get to nerd out together about that shit. That's fun. It keeps that little spark of the eight bit packy cast alive, so <laughs> thank you for that. Uh Mallory said, maybe talk about the amazing lineup of movies coming out in two thousand sixteen. That's gonna take a whole other show. I think I might take your comment and and uh, allow that to be the driving force behind the upcoming episode of the 8-Bit PackyCast. How about that? Hmm? Way to go, Mallory. Your one comment just brought a whole show out of hiatus. At least for an episode. <laughs> As for which ones I'm most excited to see, though, I mean, Deadpool, obviously. Um, that's going to be a fucking good movie. Uh, I'm actually kind of excited about the, um, uh, there's, there's some movie coming out. It's like, I don't know. It takes place in the Harry Potter universe, but it's like, it's about a book that's in. So it's a book that's in a book. I don't know. It's just, it sounds really stupid when you say it out loud, but I don't know. The trailer looked kind of cool, but that's not till like December or something. Um, Captain America, of course. Civil War looks pretty damn good. Hashtag Team Stark. Uh, ah, there's there's so many. I, I think I will. I, I'm going to take that and allow that to become the the agenda for the next episode of the 8-Bit Packy Cast. So, Mallory, if you'd like to hear a more in-depth analysis of of an answer to your question, you can refer to that episode, which will come out soon. Jordan said best moments of 2015 or best moment of 2015. Oh, Jordan, by the way, for those that don't know, he is a fantastic comedian from Canada. He is, uh, originally was the host of the bad reception podcast, which is where I first, uh, came in contact with him. Loved it. I, I loved listening to him every single week. The show was hilarious. Uh, he even reached out at one point when he lost his his uh all, a lot of his files pertaining to his show, and he lost his theme song. So I said, hey, do you want me to record one for you? And I did, and he used it for like, I don't know, maybe about two months or something like that, and then he handed the show over to his brother. But his brother actually recently stepped down as well he he just said podcasting's not his thing you know he wanted to try it because jordan inspired him so much and god that was a really great heartfelt episode i I want everyone to go listen to that the last episode of the bad reception podcast with jay uh jay shear recording his his farewell send-off for his brother uh (laughs) it's it's amazing. Jordan is just such an inspiring character uh, on this planet. And I, I want everybody to listen to backlogs of bad reception. But then also I want you to go listen to Jordan's new show called Let's Get Political. If you know me, I don't like politics. 
I, politics bore the fuck out of me. I anybody says you know Barack Obama this, Donald Trump that, Hillary Clinton this, Bernie Sanders that. I'm like, eh, whatever. But <laughs> the other day, I actually went through, like, I listened to Jordan's show when it first came out for about three weeks, and then I just I, I couldn't. I just backlogged a bunch of episodes. I, uh, if not just his show, of a lot of shows, and then finally. The other day, I'm like, fuck, I need to catch up on my podcast. So I listened to, I, I started just letting it play through all my uh, newly downloaded episodes. And I listened to one of Jordan's episodes of Let's Get Political. And I I loved it so much. I said, fuck the rest of these right now. I want to burn through all of these. So I just burned through like eight or nine episodes of his show. And it's really good. I mean, he tackles a lot of hot issues. And it's amazing because he's from Canada and he talks a lot about Canadian politics. But a lot of the issues that that they're having are issues that are not just pertaining to Canada. I mean, there's things about abortion, there's things about you know, government leaders, there's things about, you know, tax problems and then of course, you know, he touched on the uh, terrorist activity and things like that too and he just has a very unique point of view for somebody that I guess would be considered a Republican, a conservative or something like that. I don't even know what any of that shit means. I honestly think that labeling things like that is just a diversion from actually, you know, being able to stand up for what you believe in. But Jordan actually is able to take that and and take it a step further and explain why he is the way that he is and then give you his reasoning for it. So I I would highly, highly encourage you go check the Let's Get Political podcast with Jordan Shear. Um, and of course, bad reception with Jordan and then later on his brother, they're awesome fucking shows. And you know, when you get to the part, when you hear the theme song that I created, that's pretty cool too. So, you know, (laughs) uh, best moment of 2015. Well, Jordan, I think, I think quite honestly, bro, the, the, the best moment of 2015 for me was meeting Tom DeLonge. I, I think that was like a culmination of everything at that point because when, when I started pushing towards audio engineering and, and this, this career path, everything started falling in place. You know, I was able to move up and get a job within a span of a week. Things with the school started falling in line, getting put in the best possible studio that matches my personality, getting put with the best possible engineer in the studio as my mentor and things like that started falling in place. And then this opportunity arose where I could go meet the one guy that inspires me the most and just getting to actually walk up to him and tell him, dude, what you're doing, what you've done is driving me to do what I can do the best it can possibly be done and inspire others along the way. I said it in no way like that. If I had just said that, it would have been awesome. But I went, the words, things, you, very good. <laughs> Lots of babble. But I I think that was great. And getting him to sign my, my journal, which would then become my notebook for school, <laughs> is pretty cool. So that's great. Thomas. Thomas. Thomas, you fucking awesome Aussie, you. <laughs> Uh, this this guy, just an asshole, really on Instagram. Go follow him. He's funny. 
<laughs> he's one of those guys that will will give you his what what I guess some people would consider the unpopular opinion. And fuck, he doesn't care. He's just he's that kind of personality. He's like fuck what anyone else thinks. I'm just gonna say this anyway because it's it's how he feels. And the guy, I think the guy's like still in high school too. What Americans consider high school, but he's a young fella. But he's got a bright future ahead of him. I can already tell. And I wish you the best, dude. Um, a timeline of what you're hoping to achieve every month of 2016. Dude, I don't even know what the fuck I'm going to do tomorrow. Here's a good timeline for you. Not fuck it up. <laughs> uh, January. Don't fuck it up. February. Fix what I fucked up in January. March. Don't fuck up St. Patrick's Day. April. Have a birthday. Turn 30. May. Celebrate, uh, you know, Civil War with you know Team Stark, like I said before. June. What? I don't know. Hopefully, uh, be done with school by then. Start working in the studio. July. Cry because I'm not working in the studio yet, but I really want to be. <laughs> August. Get a fan or an air conditioning unit September celebrate the fact that it had been a year since I moved up there October eat some candy scare some kids November eat some turkey scare some kids December buy kids gifts as apologies for scaring them and talk about how amazing 2016 was because I already know it's going to be awesome there you go Joe Joe, Joe, Joe. The aforementioned Joe from Podblocked. My friend and Canadian compatriot, I guess. Canadian. Canadian. Canadian patriot? Nope, doesn't match. Can't mesh those words together. Excuse me. Ooh, the Crown Royal's coming back. Uh, Joe says <laughs> sexy stories Joe you are yourself a sexy story you know I've, I've kind of given a little breakdown of each person as I've gone through them <laughs> but what can you say about Joe he's Canadian what more do you need to say beyond that the dude's fucking amazing Like, like if there was ever anybody I could see living what I would call the American dream, it would be Joe because he's doing it in Canada. And I really think that's where our dreams are supposed to lie. But the last thing the Canadians need are a bunch of people from the South, you know, invading their country. Oh, boy, that sounded wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, ah, nah, Joe, you're a cool dude. You know, you know how I feel about you. Use the bod. Uh, sexy stories. You don't have to get super specific, but use lots of detail. Sexy stories. Sexy stories. Sexy stories. Well, let's see. 
sexy stories. Sexy, sexy, sexy. Um, could talk about how awkward it was the first time I got laid, but nah. Sexy stories. What is a good sexy story? Hmm. Oh, I know. So, Joe, I don't know if you're aware, but there's this show that uh, that is, uh, I guess, considered a podcast, really. But it's in the uh, the 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 circuit of people that we know. It's called Podblocked, and <laughs> um, occasionally I like to listen to it with my pants off. Well one time I did just that and then somebody walked in on me when I had my hand in my pants listening to the show and it was really weird because it was just at the moment where you were talking about I don't know probably something involving your wife or something like that and holy fuck dude like that I mean they, they the person just walked in and they understood they looked at me and said, fuck, that's exactly what I'd be doing if I were listening to that show right now, too. So, you know, I, I don't know if that's detailed enough for you, but we'll discuss it more on Snapchat. Just for you. A private story. Ooh la la. <laughs> uh, my buddy Pat said, want to go somewhere? I have no plans either. <laughs> uh He's he's a cool dude. I met him at work actually. He was a a temp in the shipping department, whereas I'm a temp in the uh, manufacturing lab. And we connected just before his contract ended. Um, I don't know that he'll actually listen to this, but he's a cool dude. I think he just got his bartending license too, or I believe that's what it's called, and that's fucking awesome. That's that's exactly something that I really admire because I I know he. I remember him saying something about wanting to open up his own bar and things like that, and that's the first step towards that, and I think that's so fucking cool that he's doing what I'm trying to promote here is following your fucking dreams, so um, I'm going to go hang out with this dude soon because he's like the first friend I made after I moved up there, so, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, we'll get together soon, dude. I don't know if you're listening or not, but if you are, thank you. If not, then why come on ah, let's see Jordan Jordan another fucking Australian that's got the most magnificent beard ever uh, just got married recently too to a, a fucking gem of a woman who is not only beautiful but seemed to fit into a place where they complement each other very well and uh <laughs> Fuck, she got him a, a green lantern ring as his, his wedding ring. I think that's super cool. Great photos from his wedding, too. Congratulations, Jordan, by the way. I know I've said that already, but this is me speaking it forth from my yammering skull cave. Jordan says, why do we dream? What is the biological and evolutionary point of dreaming? Jordan, we dream so that we can manifest goals to achieve 
also so that we can have sex with people we know we'd never have a shot with in real life. Come on, let's be honest. Michelle, 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 my dearest friend from California, she is an absolute peach of a woman. Huge Supernatural fan, gigantic pervert. I love her to death. She said, well, shit, man, you live too far away. We're having a movie and snack night and avoiding the roads. That's not a question, sweetie. <laughs> uh, the people that responded actually to the initial dilemma, not really even dilemma, just the initial reason for me recording this show being that my plans fell through. Thank you, Michelle. I, I know that the sentiment is there, and I appreciate that. And I know you'd share with me all the beverages you're having and the amazing food that you cook up and send me pictures of and make me drool. Bitch. <laughs> I love you. Mark. The big Mark Bogner from the Tangent Bound Network. One of my oldest friends in this circuit. Actually, my oldest friend in the podcasting circuit. Him and I were friends back on the Rooster Teeth website. Connected over Sons of Anarchy when I had... The Sons of Anarchy logo is my profile picture, and I happen to get in like the top something or other people featured on the website, and he saw my logo and messaged me and said, Sons is awesome, and I said, you're awesome, and then I'm like, let's be friends, and he said, okay, and then ever since then, <clears throat> ever since then, I have a podcast, <laughs> or three uh, Mark said, talk about how you are number one and 69 on the Tangibound Network. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I forgot about that. Yeah. 8-Bit uh, PackyCast is number one and Delayed Effect is number 69 on the Tangibound Network. <laughs> uh, I mean, of the, all the numbers I could be, I'm the first and 69th show. I mean, that just, that fits perfectly except for the fact that I'm probably 69ing myself which is kind of sexy if you think about it there you go Joe there's another sexy story for you but you have to come up with that one uh, Larissa beautiful Larissa, beautiful Larissa said ah Packy if you were here in Cali I would party with you or if I were in your neck of the woods to which I replied with a little kissy face. Larissa, you beautiful creature, you. Thank you so much. That is very sweet of you. Clarice said, I would love to come up and spend New Year's with my favorite Packy. Talk about your awesome new adventures and how much being an N7 rocks your world. <laughs> Clarice. She is one of my... <laughs> what, what can I say about Clarice? She's... She's gorgeous. She's one of my favorite, favorite friends, I think. Longest friends, even. I, uh... <laughs> fuck, I'll go all out with this. I remember, um... We have a mutual friend that I became friends with first that introduced me to her and our little tight-knit circle of awesome people that we all know. Um, but when our, our mutual friend and I first became friends on Facebook I remember she posted something and then Clarice commented on it I looked and I said holy shit who's that hot redhead wow damn <laughs> I, I, 
may have stalked her profile just a teeny bit. I mean, I'll admit that, you know, I, I don't go like in depth with that shit, but if I see somebody, I'm like, wow, that person's really pretty. I will click and investigate, I guess. That sounds really terrifying, but <laughs> I, I just remember thinking, wow, holy shit, she's beautiful. And here I am two years later, friends with this girl. She's amazing. She's she's one of my biggest inspirations. For those of you who don't know, she has her own Facebook page called uh, uh, Clarice's Sketchbook, and it's awesome. She's a phenomenal artist. She actually did the artwork for uh, my friend Edward, has his own comic book universe he's, he's creating. I've talked about him on the uh, 8-Bit Packy cast before. It's called Final Orbit Comics, and Clarice did the, the artwork for um, a small chunk of it called the Galaxy Force, uh, of which uh, Edward made me one of the characters. <laughs> it's really cool. I mean, not not like me personally, but one of the characters is uh, based off of me. His name is Wildcard, and I remember when they made it like a huge debut for releasing the artwork and the stories and everything. And I just I flipped my shit. She did such a phenomenal job on that, and Edward did an amazing job writing it and. I I I love this because this this is something I relate to. It's it's artistic passion shining through in the most vibrant way possible that they know how. I mean, Edward is a master wordsmith. Clarice is a master artist. She she can draw something like nobody's business. I mean, draw it in, color it in. She she does all these fantastic styles that are uh are based off of. That was not a fart, by the way. That was my thumb on my jeans. <laughs> uh, they're they're influenced by a, an artist. I, the name escapes me right now, but I I know it if I saw it. She was uh she was heavily heavily influenced by this one artist's style before he died. E even now after death, but he has since passed, and you can really see his style in her work, but in such a way that she is able to take it and. And uh, make it her own while still paying a nice homage to everything that he did with his work. So it's it's fucking incredible. And I really wish I can remember his name. I, I almost have it. It's on the like, tip of my tongue. But I'm just going to fuck it up if I try it. So I'm not going to. But please go check out Clarice's sketchbook. And it's it's wonderful. I'm, I'm very proud of her for the things she's accomplished. And I'm I'm really excited to see everything that she does, and and just to watch her her artistry shine. Um, I've talked about my new adventures kind of already, so I probably don't have to go over that. But how much being in N7 rocks your world? Uh, I don't remember if I mentioned the last episode, but I finished Mass Effect finally, and I'm fuck. My name on Facebook is Packy Shepherd. I don't care if you know that or not. You can try and add me I may or may not add you if you're a fan of the show maybe let me know first otherwise I'm probably not going to click accept but <laughs> the last name is Shepard because of fucking Commander Shepard from Mass Effect fuck my my official brand name which I, I meant to say in an episode I think like two episodes ago I said something about Facebook pages I said speaking of Facebook pages then I went this tirade about something I completely forgot to talk about, the fact that I created 
a Facebook page dedicated to my brand name, which is Packy H.T. Shepherd. And so the shepherd is permanently part of me now. <laughs> That's going to be who I am in my my uh, career field of choice. And somebody's messaging me. You could probably hear that, but fuck it. I don't care. I'm busy. I hope you're not. Who are you? Okay. <laughs> um, it, it, it's part of who I am now, which is really fucking cool. So, yeah. And seven rocks. I'm, I'm floored by how good that game was. Clarice, you know, you know, you you're the one that first told me about Mass Effect. She, she showed me pictures of the Normandy of the inside and out when, when I had no idea what that game was even closely about. And uh, closely about, that's not proper English. When I had no idea what that game was even remotely about. There we go. And I, I think my initial desire to play that game came from her telling me about it. So thank you. <laughs> uh, Karma, who is actually Clarice's sister, said, boy, do I wish I could hang out with you, but I highly doubt it because you'd want to have responsibility over uh, I ha- I, I highly doubt if you'd want to have responsibility over a 15-year-old. But if I had the chance, there'd be so much stuff I would love to talk about. Karma is a, such a sweetheart. She, She's 15, but she is so in tune with with the same, like, uh, <coughs> excuse me. She's so in tune with the same mindset and, and uh, in terms of, like, music that I listen to. Like, she's always posting about uh, My Chemical Romance and uh, uh, Blink-182 and, and Green Day and things like that. Like, whenever there's news about Blink-182, she always posts it and tags me in it. It's really funny. She's such a sweetheart. And uh, in the few times that we have exchanged words, you know, in Facebook comments and all that, it's we're, we're very kindred in our spirits, despite the the fact that I'm nearly twice as old as her. <laughs> It's it's really cool to see that that kind of that kind of mindset doesn't miss any uh, generational gaps. So that's really cool. Jacqueline said, "Just resting and healing per usual, or as usual, as two weeks after brain surgery can get." This woman had fucking brain surgery, by the way. <laughs> uh, I I don't know much about why she had it because I I must have missed the the initial posts about it, but. I've seen pictures about the healing sense and about her going in for it and how she's recovering and fucking brain surgery and she's just as quippy as ever. I'm I'm floored by by that. She she I, as I said to her in a comment, she is an inspiration to persevere through that through whatever it was that caused it and the recovery of it since. It's it's incredible. <laughs> my buddy Jay said, have Jace the Truth on your podcast, freestyling off the Endome. I don't know what the Endome is. I don't speak hip-hop. <laughs> uh, Jace is awesome. I, I might have talked about him before. Matter of fact, I think I did on the last episode. He's a... He's he's a... a what do I want to say? An, an aspiring hip-hop MC. The guy sits there and writes lyrics like, like it's, 
fucking water being poured out of a jug. Is that a good analogy? I don't know. He's got a knack for writing these lyrics, and, and he's really <laughs> fucking incredibly eloquent with the way he can he can spit these raps. It's it's incredible. I uh, I I highly encourage anybody to go listen to him. I even told him if he can send me the raw data file of an audio recording of him freestyling, I will put it on every fucking episode I can. I I want to help promote him. I've been behind him ever since he said he wanted to start doing this because it's somebody following their passion. That's all I want people to do. Just go for it, please. Jace is doing it. I'm so proud of you, dude. Jace the Truth. Watch out for that name. Uh, Miguel El Capitan said, that's not his name, that's what I call him. That and brown sugar, but that's just because it's funny. Miguel said, um, the suggestion should be reflection of the year. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he might actually listen to this. I, I don't know. He, he's funny because uh, I used to work with this guy, and he was actually the one that taught me a lot of what I knew about, or actually a lot of what I know now about landscaping and and the like and uh we used to work together and he'd randomly <laughs> he'd randomly come up and say things that I said in my podcast like I, I had an episode I think it was the 8-bit packy cast actually I was talking about my best friend Joel being a soulmate and uh and and how you can have soulmates that are not of a love interest or a relationship, you know, like, you know, somebody where you want to stick your pee in their veggie or vice versa, V around the, the veggie around the pee or something like that. Um, you can just have soulmates that are just people that come into your life and, and click in such a way that you shine the brightest when you're around them. And I, I said something along those lines and he came up and he said, almost that exact quote to me and I'm like you listened didn't you and he nodded and smiled so I, I know he listens occasionally I don't know if he'll listen to this but uh, I miss your your Mexican rambles sir <laughs> I miss the uh, the whatever how do, how do you even say that the the long winded soccer goal announcer blah 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 Pepsi <laughs> that's a total inside joke between me and him and anybody that's heard it but fuck it's great um I reflected upon the year already though if you've listened through this whole episode dude it's it's happened and I miss you guys by the way give everybody there my love you and Jace both and I didn't mention that before but Jace is also a an ex-co-worker of mine from the parks department good guys damn good guys and then lastly but neverly leastly is Jennifer saying oh no dot 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 to which I reply oh yes exclamation point <laughs> Jennifer you're beautiful 
her and her amazing fiance Nathan just celebrated their one year anniversary as a matter of fact one year ago uh, my ex-girlfriend and I went out with Jennifer and Nathan for their first date first time I ever met Nathan first time I ever went out with Jennifer and it was a wonderful time <laughs> lo and behold they're together a year later and if you want to throw up a list of people I need to thank they are at the top because I wouldn't have a place to live without them <laughs> I am I am floored by how much they've accepted me into their home <laughs> despite the fact that uh, I, I loved that after the, the girl and I broke up uh, last year now I can say that they said well fuck that we're keeping him <laughs> uh, I, I don't know what I did to deserve that but thank you both so much from the bottom of my heart I, thank you I, I hope someday I can completely repay what all you've done for me and I love you both so much and congratulations on your first of what will be an eternity together <laughs> You two are, are a magical couple. The truest def definition of love and perseverance and adoration and respect. That's a, that's a tale for the ages right there. A tale of love. And you really see it shine between them. It's a way to go, you two. I know neither of you drink, but this one's for you. And for us, and our anniversary of our first date, all three of us. <laughs> and that there quite possibly concludes me list. Thank you all for your contributions to the episode. Um, you helped prolong this well past the usual projected uh, time. And being that this is a new, this is a New Year's episode, I couldn't be more grateful for that. Any other time, and I'd probably be like, rah, 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 rah. yeah, right. <laughs> uh, Well, I think that's going to about wrap it up for this week's episode, or chapter, rather, as I always like to say, which, by the way, just so happens to be number 19. I think last week I said it was 17 when it was actually 18, so that's my bad, but I believe I threw in the disclaimer saying I probably don't actually know, which I didn't, quite obviously, but yeah, this was chapter 19. Ushering forth the new year. Uh, this is going to be great, you guys. <laughs> 2016 is, is the year to get. I I don't know how it's going to top 2015, but uh, 15 was definitely a year of, of reformation, I think, for me. And 16 is... I know personally it's it's my time to shine, so... 
keep an eye out for that. <laughs> if I may speak selfishly. I hope everybody had a good, safe New Year's. Please uh, drink responsibly. If you're going to drive, do so soberly. Or call Uber or a taxi or some shit. There's always a way to get home without you having to get behind the wheel intoxicated. Just fucking walk. That's what I did before. There's no excuse for doing anything remotely close to touching a steering wheel while you've got any kind of a blood alcohol level. So I, I suppose even at this point it's moot to say so because by the time anybody hears this, they're going to be nurturing a hangover. But still, this doesn't just pertain to New Year's. This is just in general. So don't be an idiot. <laughs> it's that simple. I love you all so much. I hope you have a fantastic 2016. And hey, I might actually have a tagline. Oh my god, I'm going to try it out and see how it sounds. For the Tangibound Network and the Blood Pods Network, this has been Delayed Effect. Thank you for listening. As always, I'm your host, Packy. And if you thought that was good, just wait till you see what's next. Find more blood pods like this at bloodpods.com.